Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All Steak, No Sizzle, an honest, no BS look at life, sports, and entertainment. I am your host, Devin McKenzie, here once again, wrapping up the year 2016. On this episode, I'm going to have my man's Q from the Critical Dump podcast on the show. Me and Q chopped it up, breaking down the top five sports moments of 2016, so you'll get to hear that and. Uh, just a few minutes, I'm going to cut this intro kind of short, but I want to give a shout out to my man Kel Dasby for uh, being on the show, on yesterday's show. Uh, me and Kel broke down the top five upsets and the top five albums of 2016. Make sure you go back and check that episode out, and also let me know what your top five upsets and top five albums of 2016 were. I also want to thank my guest from last week, Takenya from the Takenya Talks podcast. Me and her broke down the top five WTF moments of 2016. Uh, my main man, uh, Tino Morgan at com. Me and him chopped it up, uh, breaking down the top five comebacks of 2016. And the quarterback of the Pi Squad, my main man, Mr. John Salvatore. From the John FX podcast, we uh, broke down the top five music artists and the top five TV series of 2016. So make sure you go back and check those episodes out. Make sure you check out my Steak Bites episode wrapping up the Lions versus the Packers game. You can expect another one of those probably this weekend. You know, breaking down the first week of the uh, wild card playoffs of the NFL. Like I said today, I have my man Q, the running back of the. <laughs> the pod squad, the halfback. I'm still trying to figure out what my position is. I think I might be like the old lineman or D lineman or something like that. I don't know. We'll figure that out one day. But uh, on this episode, I got my man Q from the Critical Dump podcast. And I was actually talking to Q yesterday on uh, Facebook. We were just, you know, just chatting back and forth. I was letting him know that uh, I was putting the episode out. And, you know, we just kind of started talking about, you know, <laughs> things that's going on in the pod squad. And I told him, like, man, you got a lot of uh, <laughs> you got a lot of people talking about you right now, man. Uh, I was just listening to the Talk It Out podcast. Shout out to the ladies at the Talk It Out podcast. Uh, they were discussing episode of the Takanya Talks podcast in which Q was a guest on there. And uh, the ladies at Talk It Out were kind of breaking down the conversation that uh, Q and my niece had. So... I was letting them know, man, like, man, you're going to end up making the rounds with the whole pie squad, you know, defending your, your stance. So, um, <laughs> shout out to him, man. This episode with me and him is a lot more lighthearted, you know, it's, you know, more fun times, not necessarily, a, you know, a really serious topic. You know, we just breaking down sports moments in 2016. We, we ended up jumping into some, you know, pretty interesting debates you know, about sports in general. So make sure you sit back, listen, and enjoy this episode. Make sure you comment at your top five sports moments of 2016 as well. You can do that on the SoundCloud page. You can shoot me a message on Twitter or Instagram if you want. You can do that at Devin the 63 That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3. You can also start a discussion on the Facebook page. Just type in All Steak, No Sizzle. And it'll pop right up in your search bar. And if you want to shoot me an email directly, if you want to, you know, shoot me your list or you want to be on the show, you got a topic that you want to bring up on the show for the future, 
feel free to shoot me an email. You can do so at asnspodcast at gmail.com. Like I said, feel free to shoot me any questions, concerns, you know, future topics you want to hear about. If you want to break down your top five sports moments, do so on my email as well. Like I said, that's asnspodcast at gmail.com. So we're going to jump. go ahead and jump into this episode with Mad Q. Make sure you follow him on all social medias. He'll throw that out there for you. Make sure you check out his show. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm just being honest. I'm a really big fan of the Critical Dump. Like him, he has basically three different shows that he does. I love the format that they got over there. It's, you know, some some really deep conversation. You know, some some really good topics they bring up over there at the Critical Dump. So it was a pleasure to have him on the show and, and chop it up with him. So. And look look forward to hearing me on his show, and I'm pretty sure he'll be back on All State No Sizzle. So let's jump into this conversation. Make sure you check out his social media, like I said before, and check out his show. So with no further ado, here is Q from The Critical Dump. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. I got a very special guest. Um, if my man John Salvatore from the John Effects is the quarterback of the Pi Squad, this right here is our halfback. I want everybody to uh, give a warm all-stake no and welcome to Mr. Quentin Simpson. What up, Q? You good, man. Thanks for having me, mate. Hey, you like that intro, man, the halfback of the team? Hey, man, you know, uh, you know, I'm kind of like the Zeke, man. You know, we keep the game going, you know. Keep the pace, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> man, well, before we jump into this topic, man, why don't you uh, let the people know where, what show you're from and plug your social medias, letting people know where they can hear you and uh, check you out, man. All right, man, yeah, yeah, I'm trouble. We are part of the Critical Dump Network, and on there we have a couple of shows, Chopped Up With You, The Roundtable, and The Mixtape, which actually just recently came out. Man, y'all can hit us up on all our social media, which is, you have the Twitter, which is the Critical Dump, back top, uh, at the Critical Dump, or you can hit me up at Q705. Uh, we also got the Facebook page, which is uh, at the Critical Dump. <clears throat> all of our stuff is uh, plugged in on SoundCloud. And we also have the YouTube channel. We prefer you to check out the YouTube channel for the uh, Roundtable show. That way you can actually take a look at all the uh, pretty faces where all these voices come from. <laughs> <laughs> you know, other than that, man, you know, we're not hard to get a hold to, man. You know, we always like to have people interact with the show. I think that's how it really rolls. Yeah, man, I've, I've uh, checked out the show quite a few times over the last couple of weeks, man. I'm I'm doing this thing right now where I'm trying to listen to everybody in the, in the pod squad, man. And I think yours was like the first show that I ran into, man. And um, I really enjoyed it. I think you guys were doing the roundtable episode, man. It's a good conversation, man. You you know, you can interact with you guys, man. So make sure y'all check that show out, man. But yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, no problem, man. But the reason why I got you on the show, like we're wrapping up the year 2016, and I'm doing a series of, of shows where people are going to give their top five in different categories. So I had to reach out to my man Q from the Critical Dump to give his top five sports moments of 2016, man. So yeah, let's just, let's just go ahead and jump into it real quick, man. So let's start off uh, with the number five sports moment of the year. What's your number five? Oh, man. Number five. 
and her to know since I'm around this area, everybody's gonna be ecstatic, and you've been hearing about it all year. But for somehow, some way, the Fighting Jerry Jones is AKA the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> able to have the best record in the NFL this year with a rookie quarterback. I'm not understanding because these, I, I told Buddy at work, I said, this is the definition of an overachieving team. They made it happen, though. <laughs> they did. It's, it's crazy. But no, I told my quick fans forget because they were screaming for Dak. To get taken out the game, but you know, fans are quick. Man, <laughs> all right, man, let's jump into that for a second, man. So, <laughs> so Dak Prescott leads y'all to a what eleven and two record. He has what one bad game, man. I mean, well, he the last few games he kind of he, he kind of been struggling a little bit, man. But you know, he's still been getting the job done. So he leads the team to 11-2, and two and they ready to bench the guy for Tony Romo, who ain't got y'all shit over the past, what, 10 years? Yeah, but it was funny because I said, oh, you had three bad games. Did you win, though? It don't matter. <laughs> I was the man that had the worst statistical uh, Super Bowl ever, but he left the race. Exactly. Man, I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. But, uh, well, yeah. I'm, we all know, man. Fans are like uh, kids, man. They they quickly forget this. It's like Chris. Like we had Christmas last year, but that was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> man. All right. Well, let me let me jump into uh, what was that? Oh no, go ahead. Okay. Now let me jump into my number five. My number five was it was a great sports moment, but it, it stung a little bit, man. It's um, Ohio State University at number two versus Michigan at number three. Basically battling for a uh, spot in the Big Ten championship and uh, really a playoff spot in the in the college football Final Four. It, it was a double overtime game, and unfortunately, my Wolverines came up short, man. But I, honestly, it was probably the best football game I've watched all year. From uh, all the hype up to it, you got two great coaches, and Urban Meyer and uh, Jim Harbaugh is a story rivalry, and for it to go in a double overtime and. Ohio State to pull it out at the end, man. I thought it was definitely. I thought it was the best game I saw this year. Yeah, man. It was. Uh, it was really on par with the one back in I think it was '07 when they won. Like it was like one point difference or something like that. Yeah. It was a real tough game. But you already knew that whoever won that was going to get that playoff spot. Which uh, I, I was actually pulling for Michigan. I, I've never really liked Ohio State ever since they cheated Miami and. Uh, that, uh, what was it, the Orange Bowl? Yes, yeah, so it's like 2002, 2003, yeah. Yeah, ever since then, I said, I can't rock with Ohio State. <laughs> Man. But, you know, they deserved it. I hate to say it, you know, the record shows that they deserved it, so. Well, the only thing I, I didn't like is the fact that Ohio State made it to the, the Final Four and they didn't win a Big Ten championship. I felt like... I feel like that, that sets a bad precedence, man, because it's like now it's like, okay, well, it really doesn't matter if you win a, a big uh, conference championship. Yeah. It's just whoever we really want to put in there, man. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's really like the NFL. It's like, uh, you know, how in the NFL even, which, you know, it's not because you can win your division. It, I don't know, man, because it's real weird, and I brought that up. It's like, yeah, you have a better record, but you didn't win your conference, so what's the point of the conference? Is it just a tiebreaker? You know, if we have two people with similar records, if we're the conference game goes, but... Right. And, like, the best in of... In that case, you might as well not even have them. 
and, and the messed up thing is Penn State actually won the Big Ten uh, championship game, and they beat Ohio State earlier in the year. But because Penn State had two losses and Ohio State only had one, and I guess Ohio State was ranked higher, they decided to go with Ohio State, man. But I mean, on pay, but I hate Penn State too, so I can't complain too much. I really hate that school. <laughs> yeah, man, Penn State is uh, the most disappointing team next to Oklahoma. <laughs> well, you know what? It's, it's not even it's not even a football issue, man. It's that whole Jerry Sandusky. Oh, I already know. Yeah, that 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 whole thing put a bad oh. taste in my mouth, man. I I can't deal with that school, man, at all. I don't I don't want any yeah, success for that. I'm, I'm actually surprised they still have a football team. I'm just saying. I I agree, man. I agree. But let's go ahead and jump into the next uh, the next uh, on our list, number four. What's your number four sports moment of the year? Oh, man, another one. I wanted to go back to the NFL. And we're going to talk about uh, Brock Osweiler running, you know, getting ready for being hustler of the year. Or what my man at work said, uh, being part of the ski mask Hall of Fame, you really, you really put it in. Like, this guy, I, I don't, and it's funny because even when you go back when he was with Denver, he wasn't great. There's a reason he got replaced by a broken down Peyton Manning. that dude off, man. Wasn't it like a, a three-year, $72 million contract or something like that? Yeah, I, I think he got like 30-something guaranteed. I'm like, so, so I'm swallowing? <laughs> dude, this guy, is so, this guy is so bad that the Denver Broncos were willing to go into the season with Mark Sanchez as their starting quarterback over this guy, man. Basically, I, I said that. I, I said, too, I said, if he was really that good, why did he let him go? Exactly. Like, this team just oh, won a Super Bowl. Like, no, all you had was Trevor Simeon, who's been garbage. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate that because we're, the Titans were able to beat him last week. Uh, but, yeah, if I'm saying, man, I'm good. I'm going to go with Trevor Simeon and Mark Sanchez. But fumble. <laughs> <laughs> man, that, you know what, man? That's a surprise pick, man, but I, I like that one, man. That's a good pick, man. So... <laughs> Hey, I keep saying, uh, Brock Osweiler, first quarterback in history to throw a fumble. <laughs> hey, but you, you probably remember that. Probably that. No, I don't remember that, man. That was this year? Go, go. Yeah, that was this year. Go back. Playing Denver. He, uh, he goes back to throw the ball, loses control of it, and then pushes it forward. <laughs> 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 it, was, it, was, it was so bad, the corner picks up the ball and it's confused. He's like, man, what do I do with this? Is it, is it live? Is it on? You got to go back and look at the play. I'm serious. It's hilarious. Man, all right. I'm, I'm going to definitely check that one out, man. Hey, but you know, the sad thing is, man, my Lions lost to the Texans this year, man. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just, the Texans have been an enigma because they beat Kansas City. They beat the Lions. But then they started having a bunch of goofy losses like all the rest of the season. I don't know what's going on, but... Wait, aren't, aren't they... Hey, number- I'm liking it because... 
Huh? Aren't they number one in that division right now? Yeah, but they're tied with um, their 76, which the Titans are 76, and then uh, right after that, Indianapolis is like 6 and 8 or something like that. So they were leading the division by a lot, but now they're tied with the Titans. Man, that's, that's a bad division of football, man. <laughs> hey, 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 now. Hey, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get it how you live, man. Get it how you live. Hey, hey, yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, my my number four sports moment of the year, man. I'm I'm gonna go to the world of UFC, man. I'm gonna go with my man Conor McGregor. In general, just his whole year, man, has just been one of the great moments in in UFC history. This dude probably had three of the, uh, the highest uh, grossing pay per views of the year, and dude ends the year as the first ever person to hold two belts in two different divisions at the same time, man. I, he, he he's basically put that whole company on his back and turn it into the four billion dollar corporation it is right now, man. And I, I was actually at that first fight in uh, Vegas when he fought uh, Diaz, where he lost. And a lot of people thought, oh well, he, he's lost. He he's not going to be the same guy. Nah, he came right back, won that fight, and then won another belt, and basically made himself bigger than he was before, man. So. I gotta give it to Conor Gregor for the year 2016 in general. Hey, hey, that's what's up, man. If you're able to put a uh, put a company on your back and being able to actually uh, do what they want you to do is make them money. So yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's run with your number three, man. What you got? All right, number three, uh, man. Even though I don't know if it's taller than that. I know it was towards the end of, you know, it happened in 2016, but, you know, it was for a part of another, you know, another uh, season, I guess you could say. I don't know if it counts, but Kobe's final game, did they say that technically counts? Did it happen in 2017? Oh, that, that counts, man. I mean, I don't I don't it like counts, that pick, so. but it counts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look, I already know because I'm a Rockets fan, so I'm Spots for Lakers, but you know, you gotta give credit where credit's due. And Kobe, when he dropped, what, 60, 66, his final game of the season? That's and it. the old man, you know, broken down and everything. And you know, I'm one of the ones I said, maybe it's conspiracy, the NBA let him do it. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as much as I didn't really like Kobe, you know, you know, especially with him snitching on Shaq and all those other players because he got caught. Thank you, man. Nobody, nobody ever wants to talk about that, man. Everybody want to make Kobe to be. Oh man, Kobe took that team on his back and got it. No, man, he snitched on Shaq and Shaq didn't want to deal with him no more, so he left. That's what happened, man. He, he was. And it's funny because uh, what was it? What's the, what's the rookie that was over there last year? Um, was it? Um, I think his last name is Russell. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking. Point guard. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but yeah, Russell. I, I bet I bet Kobe pulled to the side and said, "Don't worry, bro. I did it before too." <laughs> <laughs> nah, knowing Kobe, man, he said, "I ain't do nothing like that because he think his shit don't stink, man." But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, but you know, man, he's got to, uh, even though I'm still sick of looking at playing well, but you know, I was happy those years they weren't playing that well. Call me a hater or not, but you know, it allowed the Rockets to be able to get in the playoffs when we can with James Harden decides to uh, compete with the playing well now. So, like, but 
Like I said, I had to just give him his props. So, <laughs> uh, since you brought up the Rockets, man, let me ask you a quick question, man. What's mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on Dwight Howard? Man, oh, man, okay. So, my thoughts on Dwight is that he never got better. I, I used to really think, like, after a while, I was like, okay, Dwight's really hella overrated. And people used to be like, well, how? I was like, think about it. Dwight Howard has the size, has the athletic ability. Of course, he's been injured from time to time, but, you know, he has the athletic ability and everything. Right. But his game never evolved. Like, he never learned the short hook. He never got a little short jumper. He, he didn't evolve as a player. So, it's not good anything else. Once you don't evolve and you still want to stick to your athletic ability, you're going to get old. I, I, I could not agree with you more, man. I think Dwight Howard is one of the most overrated players in the history of the game, man. For the for the size and the and the athletic ability that kid had, man, he should be dominating, man. Like when I when I saw Steph Curry, or is it Steph Curry or, or Chris Paul? I forgot. But when I see a point guard literally snatch a board over you, man, and like <laughs> dominate you like that on a, on yeah. the boards, nah, man, that's that's a problem. That's a huge problem. Yeah, you're <laughs> It was funny when he, when he when, when he went to L.A. Um, Antonio McDice, you remember McDice used to play for the Pistons and uh, was in San Antonio for a little bit. Was in the league. Yeah, he he's uh, kind of sort of part of my family, so I, I happened to run into okay. him uh, before the season when uh, Dwight Howard went to the Lakers, and you know me and him was talking, and he was like, "Yeah, I think the Lakers gonna do well this year." I'm like, "Nah, man, I don't even think they're gonna make the playoffs, and if they do, they barely gonna do it, man." He was like, "Like, how did wait, what makes you think that, man? I was in the league. How you gonna tell me?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't know a lot, man. I don't like Kobe Bryant, but I know that dude don't play around, man. And Dwight Howard is too damn goofy to get along with Kobe Bryant. Like them dudes is gonna go at it the whole year. And sure enough, <laughs> mm-hmm. like they can not, they cannot get along, man. Yeah, man. I mean, after 07, I think that was it. And the thing is, is like once people start getting affected to sports, once they get tape on you and you're so one dimensional, you're no longer effective. Exactly. So. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, when we got him, when we got him, I was like, okay, cool. We have another star player, and I was like, hopefully, maybe a lot of working with Elijah kind of do a bit better. But then, as the year went on, I was like, nah. Man. And dude, and that's and that's the other thing, man. He he literally has one of the greatest offensive centers of all time, <laughs> like right there with him, man. Just work with the guy. Hey, man, it takes dedication to your craft. So, yeah, let me go ahead and jump into in my number three moment of the year, man. Um, I didn't really follow college basketball as much as I normally do because uh, Michigan State got popped in the first round, but we ain't going to talk about that. But um, <laughs> to me, Villanova winning the national championship on that last second shot, I think is the number three moment of the year. Like like I said, I didn't watch a, I didn't watch a lot of the NCAA tournament because my team got popped in the first round, man, but – I was able to tune in to, the, to that game kind of towards the end. and That, that was one of the most amazing moments I, I can remember in college basketball, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's funny because I remember I used to rock the Nova. It is going to be old when they had Randy Foy and all those dudes. Wow. I think it was Randy Foy, Alan Ray, and um, you know, there's another guy in the league, too. What's the guy that played for Toronto? Keep going. Play for him now? 
Um, what is that guy's name? <laughs> he just signed like a a big deal too. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Lowry, that's who you're talking about, right? Yeah, Kyle Lowry. They, yeah. Were, they were all on that same team together. And I used to roll with them. I used to hope they would make like a Final Four and all that stuff. But, you know, there's certain things. Sometimes they weren't able to. But I, I think it was well, It was a long time coming from over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that coach, he's a really, really good, man. I, I, I thought they would make it to a Final Four eventually, man. I, I never really picked them to win a championship, but, I mean, they, they proved me and everybody else wrong, and they did it in uh, impressive fashion last year, man. Yeah. Right, well, let's jump into number two. What's your number two sports moment of the year? Oh, man. Okay, so number two, another guy, love my Tom Brady gets 201 wins. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and... I'm, I'm for one, I'm not, you know, I've never been, really been a Tom Brady fan. I, I don't discredit him or anything like that, but right. I've never been a fan of him because he just comes off as a guy, he's like, I don't think cocky is every athlete is cocky. I don't really know. There's something about him, like, if you were to see him, you'd be like, man, we got to fight. Just off rip, no, no words, just fist. Yeah. <laughs> But he is, he's a guy who, uh, he gets 201. I think he's the first quarterback to ever reach it. And, of course, I do say it's more about Belichick and as well as him because I don't think if you took Tom Brady and put him on the Cleveland Browns, he's going to be doing the same thing. Of course, I don't know who could, but. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know why RG3 decided to go there, but that's a whole other story. Man. Let me tell you a story about that, man. So, <laughs> I, I've been like a fan. Right. I, I've been a fan of RG three for a while, man. I, I liked him back when he was in Baylor. I wanted to check him out when he was with the Redskins. I'm sorry, Washington. I don't like saying that team name. Back when he was playing with Washington, I wanted yeah, to check yeah. him out live, but didn't really get the chance. So, I'm doing this thing where I want to see a game at every stadium in the country. So, the second game of the year, Cleveland, we had a home game. So, I bought tickets to that game because I wanted to see RG3 play finally live, right? Yeah. First game, of, now this is week two that this game is, is happening. Week one is when RG3 got hurt. So, I'm in Cleveland the next week, the week after he gets hurt, watching this terrible-ass Cleveland Browns football team with no RG3. And, like, the, really, the whole reason I went to that game was to see RG3 play, man. Yeah. Funny, like I've never seen a franchise that bad. I mean, a lot of people say the Raiders, but the Raiders could get players. I just don't know what was going on with the organization. But it's like nobody wants to go to Cleveland. You, you find, you find out you got traded to Cleveland. You like, man, why? What you got something against me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, man? I, I think there's an organization worse than Cleveland Browns, man. Oh, who's that? The Detroit Lions. Dude, do you do you realize do you realize the Detroit Lions are the only organization, one of the original organizations that's never been to the Super Bowl, man? The only the only teams that have never been to the Super Bowl are the Jaguars, the Houston Texans, and the Lions. But the Texans and the Jaguars were, were expansion teams. Like we we had a team since like the thirties, and we've never been to the Super Bowl. I thought uh, I 
thought they won a championship like in the early 60s, like the late 60s or something like that. 19, or maybe they, 1957, but that was before the Super Bowl era. Okay, yeah, that's what I was like. I know they won a championship, but, you know, that's yeah. the Super Bowl. But. Dude, the Lions have won one playoff game since 1957. <laughs> it is off the, uh, I don't know what it, it was always some, something about the organization, because, like, you had one of the best best in history. Mm-hmm. But you could never find anybody to go, even though you had an underrated receiver, uh, Herman Moore. Uh, oh. I think Herman Moore was very underrated. Dude, we had, we had one of the best, we had, I think, the best running back in the league, and then we had, like, a three-headed monster with Herman Moore, uh, Johnny Morton, and... Hey, who's the third guy? I can't remember his name. Oh, Brett Perriman. We had those three guys, man. Couldn't do yeah. shit with them. And it's like, I don't know what happens. Like, you can never get a quarterback. You had, uh, I think when they did make the playoffs, Scott Mitchell was the quarterback, but then they realized, oh, he is Scott Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> man. You know, and even though they had like, Rodney Pete at one point, Rodney P. Uh, like Andre Ware. Andre Ware. Yeah, Andre Ware, which I don't know what happened there. I guess he just wasn't the NFL quarterback. But, yeah, man, it's, it's something about the organization. I don't know what it is. I, but, I, I've been trying to figure it out for years, man, but I, I gave up, man. But I'm, I'm sorry, this, this ain't about the Detroit Lions, but we're supposed to be talking about Tom Brady, man. My yeah, bad. Yeah, so Tom. Tom and, you know. With Tom, I was like, okay, we, one, we got to give Belichick a lot of credit for that because I, it, a lot of people want to say, oh, without Tom Brady, they won't be here. And this, I don't know. They proved without him, they can still win. So I don't know. <laughs> That's where it gets confused. Like, is it more Tom Brady or is it more Belichick? Because they made Matt Castle look like a respectable quarterback at one point. That's true. That that is true. But I, I think it's a, I think it's a package deal, man, because. The reason why I think this team's had so much success is because they have Belichick and Brady. One one thing I, I love about the the Patriots, and you know, kind of tie it back into the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions just recently hired a guy as their general manager from the Patriots organization, and I see them doing the same thing. the 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 main thing the Patriots do is they pay t- they pay Tom Brady because they know that they need him. But basically, all the talent around Tom Brady is almost replaceable. Because he, they bring in guys that, that, like no name guys that turn them into Pro Bowlers, man. But whenever they go somewhere else, they don't they don't put up those same numbers, man. Because they know Tom yeah. Br- Tom Brady's the guy. Yeah, come on, man! Who's taking Julian Edelman as one of their receivers? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I realize that, and honestly, I can name there's only a couple of times I rooted for the Patriots, and one was. Back in when they won their second Super Bowl, because they went out and got Corey Dillon, and I used to rock with Corey Dillon when he was in Cincinnati. Yeah, he was, so he was a good player. Finally, when he finally got on there, I was like, okay, my man can win a ring. That's what's up. And the other time is when they got Randy Moss. Oh, uh, man, uh, the perfect season? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't want him to go 16 and 0, but I didn't want Randy Moss to win a ring. That's the only reason. It's like I, I rooted for players who played for him, but I never rooted for the organization. Right, man. It, it was funny because, like, you know, growing up, man, it was always the whole Peyton versus Tom Brady debate, and like, I, I was a big Peyton Manning fan, but I respected Tom Brady. But that year, 
um, when they went 16 and 0, and Tom Brady just literally just came out and started putting up video game numbers, and it was like, you know what? I hate everyone. I'm destroying everything I see. I'm like, you know what? Tom Brady just became my new favorite quarterback, man. <laughs> but see, the thing is, it's like, hey, when you start putting up those numbers, I always say it is too. I, I think that was a lot with Randy Moss. Come on, man. Randy Moss is the only receiver in history that has ran two routes and been successful. And nobody can stop it. Yeah, trust me, uh, us at Detroit, we know a lot about Dante Culpepper, what he's really like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So you're able to make, and I'm not knocking him because, you know, Culpepper could have been good. He had the size and everything, but when you're throwing the Randy Moss, you're that much better. True, true. But got to go back and prove my point with the uh, the way the Patriots run things. Remember Randy Moss before that was playing with the Raiders, he just basically got lost and everybody thought he was washed up and his career was over. So he came to the Patriots real cheap and put up these great numbers. Yeah. But when it came time for the Patriots to pay Randy Moss, what they do? <laughs> they traded his ass to Minnesota. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, they, they have been winning on a discount. Exactly. All right, let me go into my number two sports moment of the year. I'm going to go with the Chicago Cubs ending their 108-year drought and defeating the Cleveland Indians, uh, coming back down 3-1. to one. It made me feel good, man, to see Cleveland lose, especially after they was feeling themselves with the uh, wins of the Cavaliers and uh, Stipe Miocic winning the UFC Heavyweight Championship. Cleveland was doing a little bit too much winning for my taste, man, so it felt good to see them get uh, <laughs> get knocked down a peg. Man, come on. Man, come on, man. You know, Cleveland hasn't been winning since, what, oh, what was the year they won the national title? <laughs> man. Uh, the first, you know, Ohio State probably was the most winningest uh, Ohio team there is, so... You know, Cleveland had to piggyback that. Oh, that, that, yeah, that's why that's why they love Ohio State so much. That's the only thing they got, man. Yeah, it's it. It's like, man, when your college team is the most winless team you have, that's an issue. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, I also say karma maybe came back. Uh, we don't know what went down to that uh, Cavaliers uh, Golden State game, but you know. The Cavs came back down three to one to sweep the uh, sweep Golden State. Maybe just call and say, "All right, man, you know you had your moment." Yeah, well, uh, trust me, we'll talk about that in a minute, man. We'll definitely, uh, I got some theories about that, but. Yeah, but also, man, it, it was good to see Chicago in that 108-year year, uh, drought, man. That's, you know, they, they got rid of the curse. I, I think it's called, like, the curse of the goat or whatever. They got that monkey off of their back. Yeah. It, it gives a Detroit Lions fan a little bit of hope that maybe one day we can uh, <laughs> we can end our curse, man. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's my that's my number oh. two moment of the year, man. So. Oh, man. The, the number one moment of the year, man. Who do you got? Man, I got a... Man, because I actually had uh, Cleveland coming back. Down 3-1, really. So, I don't know if you want to jump into that now, but yeah, that was my number one because I don't remember that ever. I want to say the odds of that happening were very slim. If I'm not mistaken... You know, every year they always talk. If I'm not mistaken, I think the, the percentage chance of them coming back being down 3-1, to one, I think it was like 8%. Exactly. So you're now being mathematical odds. 
Because you gotta, you can accidentally win one game. And the fact that you don't win at all, and then of course, you know, you have some key um, people suspended or taken, um, you know, taken out the game, but you know, that's another story. Right, <laughs> but, right, right. But, you know, and then the fact that LeBron was finally able to win a championship for Cleveland, because I, I was one of those ones, man, people would never win a title in the NBA. But they proved me wrong at this moment. Yeah, I, I was one of those guys too, man. But, I, I, well, th- this is my number one sports moment of the year, too. So, we, we definitely agree on, on on the number one sports moment. It, it, as much as I don't like LeBron James, I, I couldn't deny it. it. It's one of the biggest sports stories in, in history, I think. Coming back 3-1 to one, and then the Cleveland drought for championships. Defeating the defending uh, defending NBA champions. Coming back 3-1. to one. You know, it, it was the, the second year in a row that they played the Warriors, so now you got a, a bit of a rivalry going on. I, I, yeah, I think it's definitely the number one sports moment. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan, right? Uh-oh, all right. <laughs> and a lot of people say, oh, wrestling's fake. No, no, wrestling's not fake. It's just predetermined. There's a difference. Yeah, it's scripted, but the acts are still very much real. Exactly. As they say in the wrestling business, it's called a work. They're working the people, right? Yeah. I believe that part of this this NBA Finals was a work. They, I, I really felt like they they wanted to set up a best of three series with these two teams. And with the Warriors yeah. Warriors winning last year, they had to have Cleveland win it this year to set up what I think is going to be the biggest NBA Finals in NBA history this year. When they go up against each other for the third time. Oh, so you predicting that they'll be there again this year? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be the same matchup, but they're gonna run it back for the third time, and and I think it's gonna be the highest rated uh, NBA Finals in, in in history. So are we getting like a, a Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant type of <laughs> <rivalry> going on? <laughs> it, it, it's more like uh, it's more like The Rock versus uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, man. You get the best of three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause it, dude, it, it, it was so much. It was so much shady shit that happened in that series this year, man. And I'm like, at, at, after like game five, at that point, I was like, oh, the Cavaliers gonna come back and win this, man. And like my boy didn't understand what I was saying. He's like, man, the Warriors are a better team. I'm like, you know what? I agree. I think the Warriors are a better team. But what you're not understanding is that this shit is fixed. <laughs> the fix is in. Oh, controversy is coming up. The NBA is fixed, y'all. Devin had it. Yeah, confirmed it here. No, I mean, I used to ask because I'm like, in my opinion, sports have their, have their own stories. It's like, yeah. you have the story about the redemption. Like, for instance, Tom Brady coming back from suspension and then getting 201 wins. That's a storyline. Exactly. Like, people don't get this. Like, yeah, sports is a storyline in a lot of cases. Yeah, they, they still have to play it out on the field, but there's always stories behind all these wins and stuff like that. So, I, I agree with you. Dra- drama sells, man. Like, anybody can go out there and play basketball, but it's the story behind it that draws people in. That, that's why That's why wrestling is successful, and that's why uh, these past two NBA finals have been successful, man, because you got... You got storylines. And now with Kevin Durant jumping to the Warriors, man, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to try and get yeah. that get that story for next year, man. Speaking of 
Exactly. Can he do it without the rent? He's been playing well. But yeah, man. Yeah. It's all about the storylines, man. But yeah, Yeah. it's kind of funny that we both agreed that 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 was the number one sports story of the year, even though, like I said, I'm not a big fan of uh, the city of Cleveland in general and LeBron James. No, I mean, I'm not either. I mean, I'm not a fan of the sports teams, the Indians, the Cavs, the Browns. Yeah, go ahead, man. Who's your honorable mention? Honorable mention. Jeff Fisher's white privilege tokens have just ran out and they realize he's just not a good coach. <laughs> man, I didn't, I didn't think that dude was ever going to get fired, man. I don't know how. Like, I'm like, look, Jeff Fisher either A, is the definition of white privilege in the NFL, or B, he's smashing somebody's daughter right now. <laughs> when they give him the pass. <laughs> That's the only other one. Like, even with the Titans, <clears throat> And I hate it, you know, that's, my, that's the team I rock with. But even with the Titans, he only had those two major years. One year we went to the Super Bowl and lost the most heartbreaking Super Bowl ever. Man, that, uh, that had year, to be tough. Had, yeah, it was rough, man. Were you all right? Yeah. Like, that, that make anybody cry. Exactly. <laughs> I, would rather, I would rather be blown out than to be that close. I Man, like, literally being inches away from a Super Bowl, man? Yeah, man, that's that's tough. Yeah. And you know all my all my people who need to play support will understand that notion. I'd rather know I just wasn't good enough than to know that man is only right. Exactly. <laughs> but, but you know, even you know, even riding on that into the previous year when we the next year after that we had like the best record, but then we lost to the Ravens in the playoffs. But other than that, they we, they been up and down. They never really groomed another quarterback, or they never really. Man, and, and here's the thing about the Rams. I, I don't know if you heard my uh, my season preview episode, man, but the Rams are are okay. Remember when uh, what's my man name? Mike Singletary was coaching the San Francisco 49ers, and then Jim Harbaugh came in after that. I I was saying when Mike Singletary had that team, I was like, man, that team has the talent and they've got the mindset. It's something's missing that they're not winning games. I'm like I'm like that is a Super Bowl contending yeah. team, but they're missing something. And then Jim Harbaugh came in and t- actually took him to the Super Bowl. Like the Rams are like the same to me. That same kind of team. They got like, damn good defense. They they had a good offensive line. They had a good running back. They had weapons. And I'm like, the Rams are right there, man. And I thought this year was, was going to be the year. That they actually get over the hump and be able to make the playoffs and actually, you know, have a good season or whatever, man. But oh boy, was I wrong, man. Like Todd Gurley, man, I, he's a beast, but like that dude, he looked terrible this year, man. And then yeah, it, well, I mean, when you are when you are the focal point of a team, they gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what you can only do when they know you're the offense. Right, and and then his team traded like the next three drafts for this quarterback that. He, he looks like a bum to me. Yeah, average at nine. 
nobody heard about Jared Goff until it came around draft time. Like some child games. Right. But but you know what, man? Like I I, I did watch a couple cow games, and when I saw Jared Goff, I'm like, like who the hell is that, man? Because like he's really tall and lanky and skinny. I'm like, no, that dude wouldn't last in the NFL, man. And plus, he ran like a spread offense, so it was like, dog. I don't know, man. That might be a that might be a false prophet right there, man. But hey, hey, I, I, I hate to say this. I don't know if that's how it's going to turn out, but Jared Goff may be the mother of Mister Mister guy that came out with uh, Cam Newton. That was supposed to be better than Cam Newton, and right now he's a backup for one of the worst teams in the NFL in San Francisco. Um, uh, ah, man. Hold on. Hey, I forget. We were just about uh, Jacksonville. Uh, Blaine Gabbard. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if he is Blaine Gabbard, but he's looking real. Which, of course, he didn't play all season, really. And that was, that was another issue. Like, if. I'm like, how are you not playing your number one overall draft pick? Let him get his bumps and bruises now. Exactly. So he can, you know, he can be able to. You know, going to the next season with the Rangers, but the fact that you kept him out and kept saying he's not ready, that already said a lot to me as well. Right, you, you literally traded. I think it was like their first round pick for like the next three years to get this guy. Like, if he's not ready now, man, you you can't you can't do that, man. No, hey, yeah, I mean that's my take on it. That's my take on it is because. Yeah, which we're happy because you know we we made out like billions with that, so we had the number one pick, and uh, you know we're able to get basically a king's ransom for a guy that didn't even really play this season. So right. I don't know, but Justin Fisher has never really been good at grooming quarterbacks either. Think about Vince Young, think about uh, man. what's my man for uh, that came out of Washington and uh, Jake, not not Jake Long, but uh, yeah, Jake Locker. Jake Locker, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Man. So, I, yeah, man. I, I, I never really thought about it, man. So, yeah, I guess Jeff Fisher is like a, a false prophet, too, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, Jeff Fisher was banging on his name a lot. Hey, I'm Jeff Fisher, and I coached the team for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. That's a good honorable mention, man. But, um,. We're going to wind this down, but I'm going to throw a surprise question at you, and I'm asking everybody this question, man. Who is your man and woman of 2016? Oh, man. And I really know a lot of people. Uh, I know John probably be happy. With it, but I had the same year. Beyonce. I don't know why, but it's like she's you know, yeah. dropping lemonade. Uh, you had the Super Bowl this past year. All these different things. I felt that, especially with everything that's been going on here in the you know, society and all the world and all that
Kaepernick still do, you know, vanity as of right now. And I know a lot of people were mad, but right. the fact that he was willing to take that chance, knowing the situation, knowing the circumstances, knowing that, yeah, they may or may try to derail my career after this, but that uh, didn't mean as much over the people. And, you know, I, I appreciate that. Man, I, I like those choices, man. I, I really, really, yeah, that's some good choices. All right, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate you jumping on the show, man. Um, oh, man, you know, thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, anytime you need me, man, let me know, man. I'll, uh, we'll work, make that happen, dude. But before. Yeah, yeah we can work some, man. You come, come through and talk some shit with us. For sure, for sure. But, um,. Before before you get out of here, man, why don't you go ahead and let the people know where they can they can uh, hear you and catch you on the social medias, man. Yeah, that's all. So, all the stuff is on SoundCloud. And you can go put in the search bar and search the critical dump. We have two different shows. Top of the queue is the one where I talk about the relationship stuff going on to try to help uh, everybody get rid of those quote-unquote uh, relationship goals. <laughs> and, you know, come back to the realms of reality. Right, and right. then, of course, we got the round table where we're going to talk about all the things that's going on in, you know, the news, the politics, for the people who maybe don't get an opportunity to see it, then you can get our take on it, and we also give you the story to go check out yourself. And the mixtape, which we just started, if you're a fan of music and entertainment, that's where we come in, you know, a buddy of mine, he talks music, hip hop, he talks movies, nerd shit, all that stuff. So, yeah, SoundCloud and YouTube as well. And as far as our social media, like I said, we're on Facebook. You know, you search the Critical Dump uh, Facebook page. And we are also on Twitter, which is at the Critical Dump. Or you can get at me, which is at Q-Sync-05. All right, for sure, for sure. Hey, and make, people, make sure y'all check out the show, man, especially the relationship show. Man. Make sure y'all listen to the Clatchet episode, man. That's that's my favorite one so far, man. <laughs> Like when when I when I heard her say Clatchit, I'm like, what the hell is Clatchit, man? He's like, like we are not starting that hashtag anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> man, man, it was great, man. You know, the people I work with, they're awesome. So we, we just kind of, you know, we got to sit down and set some goals for next year. But I think this year actually went pretty well. So. All right, for sure. Oh, man, and uh, I'm probably going to be down in Houston sometime next year, man. So uh, when I get down there, I'm going to have to uh, meet up with you, man, and, and see if we can get something done, man. All right, man. Let me know. We'll be here. All right, for sure. And once again, man, appreciate you being on the show, man. Happy Happy New Year to you, and uh, I'll catch you next time, man. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks. Right, peace. I want to thank my man Q from the Critical Dump for joining me on the show, breaking down the top five sports moments of 2016. Very good conversation. Um, yeah, I forgot to warn y'all in the intro that um, pull it back the curtain a little bit. When I recorded this, I was in Sacramento at the time, chilling in my hotel room, and then all of a sudden, I started hearing like this loudspeaker. It was like it was, it was weird. It was like a bunch of like people dressed up like Santa Claus and. They were like handing out these awards and stuff like that, man. So it got really weird there. And then like literally at like one point in the middle of uh, me and Q recording, my computer just shut the fuck off. So um, <laughs> I, I was able to 
you know, save every, I got everything saved, so we were able to, you know, continue the conversation, and then we just picked right back up from where, you know, the computer shut down, so I apologize for the background noise. I still don't know what was going on. I meant to find out, you know, what that little gathering was, like, right outside of my hotel room was, but I do apologize for that, but nonetheless, it was a good conversation, you know. I'm definitely going to have Q on the show again. Make sure you go check out his show. Check out his social media. Like I said, he does like three different shows every week. Like that, brother's, that brother's working hard out here, man. He's like a part-time Jamaican out here. So make sure you go check out his show. Check out his social media. Follow him. And ch- check out everybody in the Pod Squad, man. That's something I'm doing right now. I'm going through you know different members of the Pod Squad and checking out their podcast. Uh, the most recent one I've been listening to is the Talk It Out podcast. Um, <laughs> apparently Q is going to be on their show sometime soon. I think he's supposed to be recording with him sometime this week, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, like I said in the intro, my man Q's been starting a little bit of controversy in the pie squad, so, <laughs> uh, more power to you, brother. I'm praying for you. <laughs> so make sure you go check him out and hear what he's all about. So, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this episode up. Make sure you listen to tomorrow's episode with my boy Beans here for the third time. Like I said, it's like Saturday Night Live. You know, when you have five episodes, that start passing out like gold jackets for being a five-time member of the All-State No Sizzle family. But uh, me and Beans break down our top five MMA moments of the year. And heads up, we recorded this before... Uh, UFC 206, the fight I went to in Sacramento, and UFC 207. So, we one day me and Beans will break down, you know, Ronda Rousey's career. I know that's that's something that is a really hot topic right now. We'll break that down at another date. But me and Beans break down MMA for the year 2016. Very good conversation, my boy Beans, as it always is. So you can look forward to that tomorrow. And also, make sure you go back and check out yesterday's episode with my man Kale Dansby from the Corner Podcast. Uh, they just put out an episode today, so make sure you go check them out. And actually, they're going to be breaking down the Ronda Rousey fight on that car, on that uh, episode. So if you really want to hear some some great breakdown on the UFC 207 card, make sure you go check out the Corner Podcast with my man Kale Dansby and Andreas Hale. Kale was on the show yesterday. Me and him broke down our top five albums and our top five uh, upsets of 2016. So go back and listen to my episode. Go check out the Corner Podcast. Make sure you listen to The Critical Dump. Go listen to Takenia Talks, who was on my my show last week. Check out my man Tino Morgan at therapplatform.com. Go check him out. And you got to listen to the quarterback of the squad, Mr. John Salvatore from the John Effects Podcast. So go back, listen to the previous episodes. Like I said, I'll probably be taking a break next week. You know, I've put out a lot of content in the past two weeks, so I'm going to take like a week off. I might throw out a steak bite out there. We'll see. So you got all these episodes to check out. Make sure you share with other people. Once again, people, I, I want to hear your your uh, top fives as well. You know, if you disagree with anything I got on my list, man, let me let me hear from you. You can do that on Twitter. And Instagram at Devin the Six Three. That's D E V I N T H E Six Three. You can hit up the All State No Sizzle Facebook page and you know let me know what you think over there. Just go to your search bar in Facebook and type in All State No Sizzle. It'll pop right up. 
And if you want to shoot me a message directly, you can shoot me an email. You can do so at asnspodcast at gmail.com. That's asnspodcast at gmail.com. So make sure you do that. Share, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Share with other people. If you like the show, share with someone else. Let them hear it. If you don't like the show, share with someone else. Let them hear how bad the show is, people. (laughs) I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all enjoy y'all. New year. And I'll holler at y'all next time. Peace.